Are you ready? Yeah. Go. The following is a post-watershed production. It will contain scenes and storylines that are not suitable for children, and some of the content may also not be suitable for other viewers. This programming, however, will not contain strobe lighting effects. For those that are easily offended, fuck off now. The following podcast is scheduled for one talk. What talk? And it is for... Well, fuck, I don't know what it's for. It's probably for your benefit. For the people at home, it's for your benefit. And here, look, subscribe, give us a like, and maybe a share, and that'll be for our benefit. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the After Sesh this week, live here. From after session studios with Adam and Aaron. How are you getting on, Aaron? What's this story, fella? Oh, good, man. All good. I think good things going are on fucking, the dragging in. Do you think so? Do you think yeah. so, man? I, I'm absolutely amazed it's already November, to be honest. I, I cannot believe that. I can't believe it's nearly Christmas, but it just feels like every time we record a podcast, it just feels like ages away since the last Yeah, one. I suppose that's good, though. Well, if you think about it, we'll probably have more to talk about. Mm, it's only going to be like a 10 minute podcast <laughs> uh, probably we might actually get some viewer attention then that'd be gas <laughs> because yeah, our fourth was. segment is dad jokes and people normally click off by now so fuck <laughs> right I'll start you off with a dad joke here right serious face Trying not to laugh <laughs> yeah, because this is going to be hilarious right, right. serious face serious how do you find Will Smith in the snow no. You followed the Fresh Prince. <laughs> See, I was laughing before you even said it. Ah, that's it. It's just because you knew it was going to be a little sizzler. <laughs> I heard Will Smith. I was like, oh, God. Ah, oh, right. Serious face, Adam. Serious face. Did you hear what happened to the wooden car? Nope. It wouldn't go. <laughs> that's a dad joke and a half that is a dad joke and a half oh yeah I could, didn't, did not expect that <laughs> to be honest right I have mine for you now second one you are in for a treat you're getting two off each this week well you better be prepared Aaron so I came prepared this week right. my yeah. second dad joke right ready are the people at home ready probably not probably not who is ready for this joke I'm going to ask you. Oh, oh shit. I'm not forgetting it, to be honest. That's why I'm stalling. Like, fuck it. Um, what makes a tick and the Eiffel Tower? Uh, oh, bollocks. What's the fucking joke? Oh, I'm not forgetting joke, it. Joke, joke, joke. Yeah, I choked it. I choked it. I choked it. <laughs> I'm done. Up. I'm out of here. Fucked up. Oh, fucked up. I've done it. I'm out of here. See you later, Aaron. I hand over the keys to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Slon. I'm out here. <laughs> Brian Farrat Central over here. Right, I'll give you a bonus one this week. Thank you. Please, Jesus Christ, get me away from that joke. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference? What's the difference between a known at prayer and a known in the back? I don't know. One has hope in her soul, the other has soap in her hole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh sweet Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I nearly killed him. That's a that's a cracker. 
That is an absolute <laughs> cracker. You, do you know what? Hands down, you won this week. Never mind. Even if I didn't show, good could have told the best joke ever. You still win with that one. That was a brilliant one. <laughs> I came in with fucking all guns blazing this week. Two crackers. No, that's it. Two crackers, man, and only one sizzler from me. So this week, the crown goes to a new champion of dad jokes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you know that if you have a dad joke, or if you have a dad joke, or you have something that's going to make us laugh, send it in. But who knows? You might make it on there. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Do I need to go first? Oh, I don't mind. Yeah, do you have something you want to talk about? I'm going for this or that, boy. Oh, for this or that. Yeah. Let you go first, bro. Right. If you're off, offered to go to Mars and stand habitating Mars, along with habitat, what's the word? Inhabitating, inhabitant. Inhabiting. Inhabiting. Yeah. Inhabiting. Yeah. If you're off to go to Mars, stand so habitat. If I'm, if I'm a part of a Mars plantation, basically. Yeah, essentially. Is that? Yeah. Or go live on an island and live off the island with no help, like. They're basically living off the land. No electricity, no nothing. It's basically like to fend for itself. Hold on. I'm fucked if I go to Mars, haven't I? Am I the only one there if I go to Mars? No, is there other really... people there or is it just me? Um, I'd say about six people. I forgot to go to Mars. Do you know what I mean? I look a bit of a bit of crack. <laughs> away from people. <laughs> that's it it all depends on what island though realistically man if you want me to live off the land and the islands I'd be either, that's handy enough do you know what I mean oh like you mean like desert island <laughs> like just an island that has the bare minimum to survive off like animals trees the sea yeah, I'm, gonna like... stick, I'm gonna stick with Mars I'll stick yeah, with Mars choice, to be honest good choice, good choice. Yeah, it has to be done fuck that have you got one for me yeah oh yeah once again would you rather never to be able to eat a vegetable again or to have to eat a vegetable in every single meal for the rest of your life? Like including breakfast? Or eat vegetables all? as your meal for the every, like you have to either never have them again or you can only eat them for the rest of your life. So can I have them mixed in with porridge or will we mix around? No, no, no. You just have to eat veg for the rest of your life or you never get to eat veg ever. That would be a skinny prick. Jesus. Um, yeah, you can take some, oh, you can take it, take vegan way. <laughs> nah, I'd have to go in every veg again. I yeah, can't don't blame it. Takeaways and chicken, just nah, I couldn't. But over the next few weeks, we're gonna have to. <laughs> right now, I'm trying looking, you can see my neck a bit. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, here's something I'm curious now the answer to. Right. Peace standing up or sitting down? Standing up. Do I treat yourself to a little sit down? No. Ah, I treat myself to like standing up and then just going, lovely, happy days, that's done. We sit, sit down on the toilet, man. I could be there for fucking anywhere for <laughs> two minutes to two days, you know what I mean? Like, you just get, you get absorbed into shit. Fall down the roof, oh, YouTube, wrap a hole on the toilet. You may as well fall down the toilet, man. <laughs> I have to treat yourself and now sit down, pee. Especially first thing in the morning, like when you're only awake. No, I'm more of a stander upper man. Has to be done. More of a majority sit downer. But oh, moving on. Fair <laughs> okay, okay. Um, right. Nirvana or Oasis? Who's Nirvana? 
Okay, you're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> okay, uh, Oasis or Tin Lizzy? Who's Tin Lizzy? Oh, you're definitely gonna you're gonna get death threats <laughs> after this. You're mad bastard, man. They're more than than all. Fucking hell, Phil Lynott be spinning right now. Roy, fucking hell. Um, Oasis or Westlife? Westlife. All oh, I thought you were going to say for the laugh there, who are Westlife? <laughs> I was going to the wall, I was like, nah. Uh, bro. Nah, Westlife, so Westlife over Oasis? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Be Westlife. I know a good few of their songs. They're one of the first concerts I went to. Been to about maybe five concerts in my life. Could be a bit of Westlife. Yeah, well, like, they may have, you know, oh, this is to me, purely speculating here, they may have given you one of the best concert experiences of your life, but you know what's going to give you the down best concert experience of your life? Tell me. Oh, Swedish House Mafia. That's exactly what's going to... Oh, that's it. Don't tell me you forgot already. It's only a year away. We've already started pre-drinking. You're pre-drinking already. Fair play to you. I want to take this time to let everyone know that this podcast is not sponsored by Tiger. <coughs> Oh, I've killed him. <coughs> With God as my witness, he is broken in half. <laughs> Went down the wrong hole. That's what she said. <coughs> you got there before me, you fucker. I watched too much of the office. Welcome here, look. Once you're back to the land of the living. Cheers, bro. Virtual cheers. You love to say it. Oh, God. Now that I've recovered. Yep. Kind <coughs> of. Excuse me. Do you have any more this or that? Last one on my end. Oh, God. Okay. Would you rather replace a UFC fighter in a toilet match and you have to fight like your life depends on it? You can't just like lie down like submit me. You actually have to try to fight like properly. Or yeah, you're fighting the... for a title. Like... Yeah, and you're fighting for your life basically. Right. Or would you rather jump right. out of a plane with no parachute and try land on a giant net? I'd happily jump in an octagon rather than jumping out of a plane, bro. I know <laughs> really? how to throw a punch and a kick, and I, I know I'm heavy enough that it'll be a bit of a struggle to get me up and down for the takedown. It'll probably happen regardless, but like heavy yeah. enough that at least they, they, they might be tired. Maybe the punches won't hit as hard when they ground and pound or whatever, but I don't really feel like ground and pound on the actual ground when I come out of a plane, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but think about it. You're fighting an actual UFC fighter that holds a title and has yeah, years of yeah. experience. Yeah, but also I'm going to throw this back at you. Think about it. You're, you're, you've no parachute. You're not jumping out of that plane. You're falling out of that plane. Yeah, but you land on a net. <laughs> you land on a net? Yeah, someone has done it already. Oh, I didn't know you land on a net. Yeah. But to be honest, I, I definitely, I'd definitely go in. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. I'd go into the octagon. I'd be buzzing. <laughs> Headline like USC, no Las Vegas. Come out with no teeth and a broken eye socket and all, man. And you know what? I'd probably be there fucking kissing day in his ass asking for another scrap like. <laughs> but like please please I want to get more money fuck it's actually impressed me yeah good heart on this fella just absolutely <laughs> shite at everything else god love him <laughs> speaking of UFC there did you watch the you know, the Vegas fight the I did the fight night that was on the other night yeah. uh, Max and Yair yeah scrap and a half I'm going to ask you about, about something beforehand because I assume you did watch it as well but what did you think of the stoppage in the Ben Rothwell fight in the heavyweight fight and let me think well, Herb, where... Herb, Dean, Herb Dean stepped in and rock, what happened was Rothwell was rocked in the first round he took a lot, a good few blows uh, and then from what, it, from what it looked like to me 
one really he got caught badly by one basically after a barrage of punches and he slumped and then came forward and like kind of went for the takedown so he had the wherewithal for a takedown but Herb Dean jumped in and called the fight now in fairness looking at how he went down from that smack you'd think he was out cold like the legs went he looked like he was gone do you know what I mean is that where so, he went to oh, stop well, it and he, he told him like swung around he almost, was like I'm stopping I'm stopping yeah he almost yeah exactly he almost didn't stop it was but that the fight was, was it that is the fight, yeah. Yeah, sure, Do you yeah. think that's an early stoppage, or what? Do you like that stoppage? Do you think that was a good stoppage? Because me personally, man, when you see someone get flatlined like that, I think it was a good stoppage. Think for it was what a good saying. Yeah, for what you say, like can't you can't blame anyone for putting the fire safety force. Like when you see someone wobble like that, you're like, holy shit! And yeah, fuck. Like I don't blame him. It was a good stoppage. Like was he gonna come back and win? God knows what. There's probably a slight chance, but yeah. it's a good well, stoppage. Well, every man with good hands has a fight chance. Like, let's say for argument's sake, it did go on, and he let the fight go on, and something actually happened to him. People would be calling for his head, saying, why didn't you stop it? Look at him wobbling. So if you look at it exactly. from that side, they're going to be like, well, look at, him, look at him stumbling there. Stop it. So you can't have the same argument. You can't have different arguments for the same thing. So once you see someone stumble, it's very hard for them to recover. Unless you're a gay yeah. or Halloween. <laughs> no, I understand, yeah. And Joe, Joe, I'll say, it's Chris Kamara used this line uh, an awful lot when he was looking at like penalties in the Premier League. Obviously, oh, I've seen them given. And uh, that's what I feel like with that. It's not a bad stoppage. It's not a good stoppage. But it's just I've seen them given and I understand why it was given. Like, was or why like, Herb thinks he has to step in. If the referee feels like they need to step in, then like realistically, they need to step in when they're at that caliber. It's not as if he's like inexperienced either. Like he's one of the top referees, if not the top referee do you have. And if he says, I felt like I need to stop it, then you have to respect him. Like it's not as if he's oh, yeah, left coming in and you're like, what's this fucking newbie doing? Exactly. He, he's far he's, from an amateur. He's seen it all. So for him to think that he must have got some wallop. But I think it was him, he stopped the fight early. He put his hand up to say, like, oh I'm sorry, I just didn't see it properly, or he had a bad angle of it. So he does admit when he's wrong, but I think he was right in this instance. Yeah, same here. I'd agree with that. And I ask you as well, what did you think the main event? Oh, really, man, I was so impressed with Yair Rodriguez. He brought something years. completely different. Yeah, he brought something so different to a Max Holloway fight. Brought actual genuine danger that Holloway could get starched. You don't see that in a lot of people. Yeah, you can only imagine if he didn't take it. Was he injured for two years or was it a two-year break? Or I don't know. I honestly don't. I honestly don't know. I, I know Yair... Uh, Rodriguez mostly through playing the UFC game and the incredible knockout he got against the Korean zombie with the up elbow in the last second of that fight. But uh, uh, what I what I noticed was the amount of like the amount of prep work he did for this. If you look at like a lot of a lot of the way he moved, a lot of the combinations he threw was very reminiscent of fighters that had beaten Holloway in the past. There's a thing that Dustin Poirier does where it's like as he's coming forward, throwing punches, he's changed his guard to give yeah. himself that extra. Like it, it's how he ends up overwhelming people, and he was employing that. And like in fairness, Poirier employed that really well against Holloway when they did fight. And one thing that that showed me for the other night is Max is very willing to get hit. He's very willing to. He was very willing to take the leg kick if it meant I can land. So, 
So, like, all I can say is, like, I can't wait for the next time they them to scrap or the next time they fight anyone because it's going to be an absolute barnstormer. Well, Holloway's always been like that, hasn't he? He's always <clears throat> taken the risk of getting hit to land a better punch. Like, from, like I'm not much of a UFC, UFC fan, as people know. <clears throat> but from what I've seen of him, he likes to take a risk of being hit to actually get a good punch off himself just to lower that you know, where he's fighting in to get him closer so he can land a decent punch on him. It seems to be the way he's always been. Yeah. Like, he's not one for standing there and holding his hands up on his head and always getting his, like, come on, hit me, I'm going to hit you harder. That's it. He wants to make things happen. Yeah. I was really and, impressed with his grappling game now, I have to say. I was looking up after the fight, did he ever fight Gaethje just to have a look back and, like, if he ever did fight, watch the highlights because I would love to see that fight. And an article came up and the headline was, Gaethje says that he'd never like to fight Holloway. Because just the way he is, like, he's just an animal. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. And I think, to be honest, that, like, talk about fucking fireworks, man. Yeah. That fight would be absolutely ridiculous. That's the one thing. Someone's going to sleep. The respect you have afterwards is unreal. Like, they had yeah. nothing but respect after, after. Like, even in the ambulance, I've seen a clip of, uh, what's his name again? The Chandler and Gaethje, is it? No, Holloway's opponent. What's his name? Yair? Oh, Yair, yeah. Yair. He was in the ambulance about to be taken off and Holloway comes out and getting photographs together, hand the laugh, handshakes and all this. And like, these two was literally knocked the bollocks out of each other and they were just all friendly and, oh, it's, it's what I love about it. It is. It's lovely to see. It really is. And even, I think we were talking about it last week, but like you see it more now even with Colby and Usman. As much of a heated rivalry that was, that was a white hot rivalry. And at the end of it, the referee coming over going, come on guys, you can kiss later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like, oh, I'm just here Yagi. to make you money. Well done, Daniel San. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was, speaking of martial arts, like, but that was, that was fantastic. I dropped my bottle. But no, that was, that was, the show of sportsmanship there was incredible. It was fantastic to see because I think a lot of people look at the UFC when the neutrals coming in and go, oh, I don't see every event. Oh, Conor McGregor's here. Or, fuck, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, tune in for cards that just so happen to have something horrible happen on or something controversial happen on do you know what I mean where more fans more neutral fans kind of came in and were like ooh well not neutral fans but more of the I don't like know me. what you call them yeah say yourself the way you're starting to watch like more events you start to see two lads that have tremendous or even two women have tremendous respect for each other at the end of the day they both know they fought their heart out do you know what I mean? That, and that's fantastic to see. It's leave it all in there. And that's what Max said beforehand. One of the things that he aims to do in every single fight is to leave everything out there. Because if he's not giving us all, what's the fucking point? Like, yeah. I have to respect him. Like, I've seen him a few times and I have to respect him what he does. Like, I have to respect any of the steps in the ring, but just the way he puts on his show and just the way he goes about his fights, just, I have to commend him for that. He's, yeah, he takes it to a different level, doesn't he? Yeah. He really does. Look, here. We're nearly at the end of the international break, thank God. And yeah. there's one thing I want to talk about with you, and okay. I think it's a bit controversial. It's, right. See the way... You know me, I'm always down for a bit of controversy. I hate that I'm annoyed at this, but this thing just annoys me. I don't know why, I just wish it didn't. Okay. Ireland's played Portugal there last... Was it Thursday? 
last week. Yeah, last last Thursday, Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. And everyone kind of remembers it as one of the kids going on the pitch and getting Ronaldo's jersey. Yeah. Things like that and kids bringing signs into this ground saying, uh, Ronaldo, can I have your jersey? Salah, can I have your jersey? Run onto the pitch after the final whistle or before the game. All that annoys me. I don't know why. I sound like a prick yeah. for saying it. They're kids. But... Well, like, I actually had this conversation the other night and it was more along the lines of if I was Gavin Bazuna, I would have been fucking pissed off at the end of that game. Like, you'd think you'd be getting Ronaldo's jersey, you know? Yeah. That's like, that's the only thing. Like, obviously, it's hard to be angry at a kid, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you're in the moment. Like, I wouldn't say fair play to our running on and all, but yeah, it's just I, I get what you mean. Sometimes you see that and you're like, oh, what are you doing? But like in yeah. that case, in this case, what I said, I was like, oh, I'm delighted for her because she was supposed to get a fine from the FBI after that, and the fine's been rescinded now. Would you not so think it encourages kids to run to the pitch after games? I was only thinking that earlier. It probably does because knowing me, if I was say like fucking eight or nine or even now, well, I wouldn't get away with it now. But if I was a kid, man, and I seen that and I was like, oh shit, she got a jersey. Bet you I could hop that faster than she could. Like, see, after matches, you know what I mean? players go over to fans and throw their jerseys in the crowd. Off you go, deal with that. Yeah. But when I see people run to the pitch and get their jerseys, and it just annoys me because they're just people like, relax the fuck. If he wants to give you mm. his jersey, he'll walk over and throw to the crowd or whatever. Or it shouldn't annoy me, and I feel like a prick for saying it, but it's, it's just, just one of them days. I don't know. I just hate that it annoys me so much. Not so much, but it just gets me. Like, no, I get like, it. like yeah. What happened? Did you like, try run onto a pitch years ago and get stopped? <laughs> like, Whatever, bring a sign, right? Don't run onto the pitch, like. Because imagine after the game, you see about fifty thousand kids run onto the pitch. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Well, see, it it comes down to safe. It like as a safety matter, it's probably not good to have anyone running on the pitch. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, not to be that guy. I hate that I people know. do this, but I feel like it has to be done. But I, it's it's still a pandemic. Like, <laughs> please get off the play. You know what I mean, like. Sometimes I can understand that angle of it being like, oh God, no, like you're going to make RCR7 sick for the weekend and we can't afford to lose Callum Robinson and he's unvaccinated as well. So God love him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That could affect him. I'm only taking the piss here completely, to be honest. Man, I, I, I don't mind people running onto the pitch as long as they don't destroy or disturb or kind of fuck with anything, you know? But you know I remember like weird. anytime you see a streaker run onto a pitch, I get pissed <laughs> off because like, you are ruining the flow of this game. Like, yeah. But that's only if I'm into it. <laughs> but you know what? When a Matt Gaa matches in, let's say, Pranel Park or down the country or whatever, and after a double yeah. match, everyone everyone runs onto the pitch and like, that doesn't bother me. But yeah, seeing what a person runs on the pitch after like a professional football game, that annoys me, which is weird. Well, that's strange. Yeah, that's a bit odd. I'm weird. I was just weirdo. me up. Oh, well, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, that's the last episode of the sessions. We're about to get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Buzzing. Cannot wait to get cancelled. Do you know the thing is, man? I haven't even thought of anything bad enough to get us cancelled. So when you start doing skits and shit like that, oh, dear Christ, like, that, oh. that's going to get us. <laughs> oh, that's going to get us in some hot water. Depends what you do. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the, the way things go now, man, you could make the most innocent sounding video of all time. And uh, or you could have an innocent meaning behind it. Context is everything. <laughs> and context is not thought about when viewing shit apparently online. Um come here, man. I have to ask you. This is the bit out on that field, right? But do you know what? I'll, I'll ask after. I'll ask after. Oh. I want to keep on the FAI buzz with what you're talking about here. And not just the FAI buzz, but football in general, the international break. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot during the week of people like on RTE and on Virgin Media Sport. Like of Richard Dunn, Liam Brady, Brian Kerr, Richie. What's your man's name? Finished third place in like an underage World Cup. Eyebrows. Eyebrows, yeah. Not Kenny Cunningham, the, the other ball. Oh. They were all they were all having a debate on either station as to whether Stephen Kenny should keep his job. And to be honest, I'd love to ask you that. What's your opinion on Do you have an opinion on that? Do you reckon he should or should not keep his job? Now, bear in mind, his contract runs until June. We have games in March. And we, oh, sorry, his contract runs until July. We have games in March and games in June. Liam Brady's point was saying, well, if we have the games there and the lads are clearly responding to what he's bringing to the team, what he, like the message, then maybe give him the time and see how he performs against proper opposition. How long has he been in charge? I think Stephen Kenny is in charge 18 months. There, thereabouts, because I think his first game in charge was against Slovakia in the, the semi-final of the playoffs for the Euros. And then they obviously had their, their losing run at the start. Uh, they obviously have turned it around, but I'd be really interested to know, as a football fan, what do you think? Would you... Would you want Stephen Kenny to stay in the job as an Irish football fan? See, if I watched Ireland more, I'd have more of an opinion on this, so my opinion means nothing. But okay. from what I've seen and heard from people, I would extend his contract because the fact that he's only been in the job 18 months and seeing things like it's the first time Ireland have kept uh, like three or four consecutive, consecutive clean sheets in about fucking eight or ten years or something, and yeah, I, I don't really watch the world that much because like we've been shy and I just rather watch paint dry sometimes. So yeah, I understand. I'm used to the trauma. I, <laughs> I as a Newcastle fan, I'm used to watching paint dry on a fucking weekly basis. And Ireland isn't. It used to be a very similar football. I think that's why I gravitated to Newcastle. I was like, ah, they're just the shit as Ireland. <laughs> but the fact I've heard people saying like, even after last night, um, was the last night we were playing or Saturday? Yeah, whenever we played yeah, last night, yeah. I didn't watch the match. I was in the gym and I've heard people saying on social media, oh, where's all the Kenya fans now? We're playing great football. We haven't conceded a goal. We scored 10 goals, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mate, it's fucking Luxembourg for a start. And two, the fact that he's only in the job 18 months and things are starting to come around, I'd give him an extension. But my question is, how far can he take us? Like, is it going to be well, one of those things where this is his best spell and it's going to go downhill from here? Or is it going to be a thing where we keep improving slightly and slightly and might even make a fucking group stage of the Euros or the World Cup or whatever? But I, the fact that only in the job 18 months and there is progression there, I don't see why he won't be sacked because he will going to take his job. Well, no, that's, that's yeah, fair enough. And I, I agree with a lot of your points there. Just want to add to what you were saying at the start. They're actually going through the best run of form they've had since Trapezoni was manager. Yeah, so. 
Yeah. So maybe you're, you're looking football. at a team that's put, they're playing well. <laughs> Some of the matches, maybe the style of football isn't great, but we're getting results and we're going through a good spell. So I can't see any reason why he wouldn't. Now maybe if he kept up his form that he had over the last or the last few matches before this uh, this round, Teddy can make an argument. But the fact was actually progression after the last set of matches. I can't see why not. Maybe give him a what's the next one? Yeah, the World no, Cup that would qualify for. So I'll give him to the Euros and doesn't qualify for the group stage. Yeah. That would well, be well yeah, I, I think uh, that's only fair. I think it's only fair to ask him after that if, if that is the case. Now, I am a bit of a fan of the style of football that's playing and the bit of revolution that's going on in Irish football. I like the way a lot of the underage teams know what sort of style of football they're going to be playing if they get to the, the, the national team. And that's always a good, like, a good way to go about it. It's how Iceland's going to perform. It's how, you know, I'll be laughed at for saying this, but the Faroe Islands, how they've actually come on leaps and bounds compared to where they were. Rather than being kicked around every game, they're actually putting up more of a fight and playing yeah. football when they get a chance Obviously not against the biggest teams. They're obviously going to sit back. But against teams in their own kind of remit, they're, they're really, really performing well there. And that's from bringing through a strong system of play through the national system, through the national setup. And from you, So if we keep going down that route, that's fantastic. I love what he's done with the players too. It's a real revamp of the squad. And it's it's a lot of decisions as an, you know, like as an armchair manager, you're just sitting there, oh, I do that, I do that. I don't agree with every decision he makes. But there's a lot of decisions he made that I'd be like, yeah, I probably I fucking couldn't see anything better to do than that. That's probably the best thing to do. Or, yeah, I would have done that. There's a lot more of them than there is. So, like, James McLean can only be brought on once a game, you know? <laughs> it's like he's learning as he goes. Like, he did make mistakes and he's learning from them. And I think the fact that... I think more people are getting more interested in League of Ireland over the past, let's yeah. say, two years than before. Because... Looking at the FAI Cup final, that's what Sunday week, the 29th, I think it is, or 28th. That looks like it's about 30 plus thousand going to be at it. And apparently, that's like really, really good for a cup final. It is. It is. I'd imagine they usually get about 15,000 at them. And who's, who's in the final? It's Bows against who? Pats, Dublin Derby. Oh, did, didn't I call Pats out on the last podcast? Probably, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, the fact that like people are, fans are dirt, but at least they're not cats. <laughs> but the fact that seeing people saying that, uh, like they're watching League of War football, and they're like, oh, why isn't this player playing for the under 21s? Or why isn't this player playing for the senior squad? And seeing uh, yeah. to keep what's saying, Baz, what's, I can't think of his fucking name now. Bazuna. Bazuna. He was only at Rovers there, like what, two years ago, last year, two years ago? I, th- I think it was, what was it? He was, what, he was what's probably the at Rovers. As soon as uh, he's 19, he actually set a record during the week for the most uh, most appearances for Republic of Ireland as a teenager. I think it was most 17 for Rovers. Okay. Because that City now, on loan to Portsmouth. Yeah. yeah. He went from uh, Rovers to City. You think he went after like, his leave or something, but like, the likes of him yeah. coming through and making a name for himself and it might encourage people to start actually going to more League of Ireland. League of Ireland. Like, I'm putting my hands up, but I'm going to loads of games I try to get as many go to as many as I oh, can oh yeah of course but I don't know it's just good to see I don't know there's something well, about football coming back in Ireland like Ireland starting to play well apparently League of Ireland starting to pick up I just think there's a, a new era coming 
Yeah, and hopefully there is, man. I, I kind of understand. I'm erring on the side of hope here, which like, I really hope that is the case. And it's really nice to see now in the Irish team, the players that have come through, as you said there, the likes of Gavin Mazuna, the players that have come through the League of Ireland and ended up playing. It's like A lot of people don't know this, but Seamus Coleman started off in the League of Ireland playing for Sligo Rovers before he went over to Everton. And then went to Blackpool, back to Everton. You're looking at players like, I'm not sure about it. Was Shane Duffy ever, I think it was Derry City at one stage, was he? Yeah, Before he went to Everton. as well, was he? He could, yeah. he could have been. He could have been. But James McLean, I know, played for Derry City before he went to Sunderland. Scum. Um, don't worry, Sunderland is scum, not Derry. Derry is fresh. Um, who else? If you, if you look at it, you're looking at lads like Chidoze Ogbeni. He came through. Like, he's 24 now, but he came through. Um, fuck, I'm not even going to embarrass myself by saying what team because I, I've no idea. But he came through from the League of Ireland. So you're looking at a lot of young players there that only the last few years have played in the League of Ireland. And that's only going to do one thing and that's put the profile up. Yeah. You know? And I I'd think... love to see it. I'd love to see a, a renovation of stadiums. Make it a really community-based vibe. And have like kind of, I don't know, maybe like not as many fucking teams from Dublin. <laughs> one last thing before we move off League of Ireland stuff. Bowes played Rovers there on Friday. Bowes won, obviously. <laughs> and uh, up the lads. I don't know if you heard about this, but <laughs> remember I was saying Rovers won the league. Yeah. What do I normally get? Champions get guard of honors in the Premier League and all this. Obviously, yeah. Bowles are not going to give them a guard of honor for obvious oh, they are the bollocks, yeah. So what happened was all the Rovers subs and I think the backroom staff get the players a guard of honor coming on the pitch, and they got slated for it. <laughs> And I don't even know. Uh, do you know Danny Mandrill? Yeah, I'd say he got. I'd say he nearly got hopped on. No, he scored. Did he? And he started. I think he started shushing the, shushing the crowd and doing celebrations wherever front of them. And next of all, both go and score two goals and end up winning three one. So I can imagine the abuse he got through the whole game. Like Danny, what score? Danny, Danny, what's the score? Brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. Shithouse were in the highest order. Oh. And I wouldn't mind, you know who else was? Joe you know actually turned out to be a brilliant shithouse football man. Aaron yeah. Ramsdale. Oh, yeah. Have that you seen the video? Brilliant. Oh, you're shit. He goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> fucking brilliant. But to the Leicester fans, fucking hilarious. Brilliant. I wouldn't mind. So, look, good things coming up in Irish football, hopefully. And let's see if we can actually win a Nations League game for once. Not like anyone cares anyway. It's only the fucking Nations League. Yeah, I start going to more League of Ireland games. I know Troy started going to more Ireland games, but it costs money to go, doesn't it? So I have to be selective. Well, like, but not that much. Yeah. How much? All right, just for the people at home that maybe have never gone to a League of Ireland match, right? Say you go to your average game at Daily Mount Park, give you a random team here you're playing against, but maybe you're playing in the cup against Atlone Town, yeah? Now, if you want to sit anywhere in that stand, bar the pissy stand that no one's allowed to sit in or stand in, two how stands. much will your ticket set you back? 10 15 quid. 10 or 15 quid, right? And I'd imagine it seems cheaper to bring kids. Yeah, I think they're either free or whatever. Yeah, because I remember that when I used to go to see Shell's matches when I was younger, it was only a fiver for the kid, and I think it was only about a tenner for the adult. Yeah, it's about the same. So, like, it's not like the prices can go any fucking lower. Same <laughs> for the Whereas final. The players... Yeah. 15 quid a ticket for a final. 15. 15 quid. I thought it'd be about 40. No, 15 quid for a ticket. And there's even neutral sections. 
So they have the bowl section, which is south stand, some of the east and some of the west. And then Pats have the north the south, stand. It's the biggest the south one. Stand. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, the other side of the goldfish bowl. So Pats have the small little shooting stand and some of the west, <laughs> some of the east, and we have the proper ultra section. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Okay. It's going to be absolutely buzzing. The place is going to be hopping. I can't wait for it. I'm in the section right behind the goal, so if Bo is winning, I'll be on the pitch asking for a few jerseys. <laughs> That's it. That's your best way to do it. And have the Monday brilliant. off. Is the Monday off? Lucky bastard. See, I'm out of annual leave, so uh, I can't have to hold on to mine for Christmas time, you know, spend a bit of time with the family, get a bit of a tan. We'll come here, I'll get into that later. <laughs> oh, well, come here. Fucking getting the tan is the best present you can get at Christmas, bro. Hell yeah. And away from this kip of a country. <laughs> All right, moving yeah. off away from sport. I feel like we talk about sport for long enough. Yeah, we off, and we always talk about yeah, sport. We're on a sporty so. buzz. Ah, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? The people are here to listen. So, like, yeah, fuck it's, it. our, it's our podcast as well. It's what we're interested in. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So, what, what else? What else are your interests this week? I seen something the other day. I think it was probably last week or whatever. I probably mentioned, mentioned it to you already. The thing about the telescope being launched next month. So Do you know what? I think you mentioned this to me. Uh, mentioned that to me after the podcast last week, and I can't remember. I'm gonna have to get you to explain it to me again. But you did want to bring it up last week. What? What is it? Because it was really fucking interesting. So another way we have the Hubble telescope now that's been around since probably fucking the nineties or whatever. And yeah, however long that's there. Yeah. Another way that uh, takes images of like galaxies and fucking all this shit. We've learned so much from it. So what's yeah. happening is a new telescope that's been things have been made in the past twenty years or something. It's it's been made a while now, and it's been launched the eighteenth of December next month, and it's called okay. the James Webb Telescope. And what they're saying is, when this launches, I'm not sure what time frame is, but what they're hoping is. They're hoping to see, I think it's, uh, they're hoping to see if there was light before the Big Bang. So, yeah, I, I remember you saying that to me. So, stuff like this, and then, hang on, have, and they want to see if there's life in other, other solar systems, and you want to see if there's life on the exoplanets that we discovered. Okay. Don't know what an exoplanet is, but they want to see if there's life on that. Along with, we'll have to get any other grass toys not to explain what an exoplanet is. I've no yeah. fucking idea. And you know, oh. man, when it comes to random bullshit facts, man, I'm usually the king. Oh, I haven't even got yeah. a clue what an exoplanet is. Yeah, boy. But they're hoping to answer many questions that we have. And I think the one I'm looking forward to most is the light before the Big Bang. And there may be life on other planets. But the fact that that's been launched and we will have answers soon is something I'm actually nerding about. <laughs> Why you get excited for me? Like, what the fuck? Well, there you go, man. Happy days. And that's when, man, education goes in the best, man. When you're enjoying what you're doing. Like, I have an interest in, in space and all that shit. Like, I'm curious now what's out there. And it's actually mad how vast the fucking universe is, all that shit. But the fact that a telescope is going up there and maybe discovered life in, in our galaxy or whatever, it's just, hopefully there is. 
Uh, well, maybe, maybe that's just finally going to tell all the flat earthers, like, maybe fucking start believing in something else. I don't know. Go, go do a bit of religion or something, because you might need God. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, did you see, actually, I was meant to bring this up to you, for what Freddie Flintoff said uh, about going to space. What's that? It was some, something along the lines of, I think it was about uh, Bezos going to space. It was like, come here, Jeff, next time you're going, bring me up. I want to prove the earth is really flat. No, it was something funny. I think he's taking the piss, like, do you know what I mean? But that's yeah. why he wants to go to space. He wants to go up and actually prove it's flat. <laughs> like a pizza. Like a pizza <laughs> that you can eat around the ashes along with that kebab. <laughs> well, thinking the other day as well, do you ever get when, yeah. uh, like, you have a, a gut feeling? Like, let's say you have a decision to make or... You don't know whether mm-hmm. you should do something or not. You just have a gut feeling. You just go with it. Do you ever yeah. think that's your reality and that's what you should do because in an alternate alternate universe, you've done the opposite and it was bad and this is your life of putting it right. And there's a deep talk. I've heard of that theory before and I can't think of the name on it, but it's really fucking interesting. It's a really fucking interesting thought experiment, really. And I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Like, it's, it's in an alternate universe, too... you picked the other decision and that went bad. And now the timeline is fixing itself. And that's why your gut went with it. <laughs> uh, well, they, they do say you're, you know, when you're, you're getting born, when, when you're getting born, when you're conceived and you're starting to like fucking form into a person, your brain, your stomach form at the same time. Or they, they start forming from the same kind of same yes, that's why you say like a gut feeling because there actually is a connection between like somewhere between somewhere. your gut and your yeah. brain. And there's a there's a big there's a big push now. I know like this is gonna sound a bit funny when I say my mom told me this, but my mom told me that uh <laughs> fuck's sake. Yeah, I was chatting <laughs> to my mom the other day and she was basically talking to me about how like gut health can really influence a lot of different things. So like if you have a healthy gut, you're more likely to have a healthy mind. And a lot of the things that, even though, like, obviously you can't chalk all the mental health issues in the world down to, okay, you eat three and ones and there's bad shit and that, stop doing it. Do you know what I mean? But if you can keep a healthy gut, it helps with a healthy mind. I'll have to get her on here one day to explain it. Podcast well, Mama Kelly. Definitely, oh, that's it. Well, Martina Kelly, if you're listening, drop us a message. But, <laughs> um, yeah, come here. Like, honestly, it, I think that's a really exciting link, to be honest. So I've noticed any time that I do eat better, any time that my, like, for lack of a better word, my stomach isn't fucked. Shout out Graham O'Toole. Um, any time my stomach's not fucked and I'm eating well and I'm not really fucking drinking all the time. I know it's always, I'm up there, I'm a bit faster. I'm a bit more on the level. I make the decisions a lot better. I can think a lot more clearly, you know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if there is a link or even just to look into it and see what the crack is there. If Martina Kelly's right, which she usually is, uh, I don't want say usually, which she very often is. It could be and Mammy's always right. Yeah, did you ever notice that, man? Mammy's can't find time, it, it's lost. That's it. Even saying that, he's not fucking finding that. Very <laughs> I had to do that today, man. I couldn't find the hairdryer, right? Yesterday, and I was like, it's not fucking in there. It's not. Right. It's not in this one spot where it usually is. Don't want to little like key pull out little boxes. Should be in there. Fucking wasn't. Went in and checked earlier today. Still wasn't there. And I get out of the shower about ten minutes later, and I go to my mom. Mom, what story? Whereabouts the hairdryer? She goes, where it always is. I walked in, and lo and behold, it's fucking there. How do you explain that? How? 
They're always right to have powers, I swear to God. Top me many Man, times. fucking mental. As I said, St. Anthony wouldn't be fine than that. <laughs> but mother, an Irish mother will find anything. <laughs> Do you ever hear any theories about having dreams right like that? Like it's a way of, if you remember a dream, it's the universe's way of sending you a message or something like that. Oh, deja vu you're talking about. The same flow is flying around for about 10 minutes. Deja vu. I'm a big believer in deja vu because I've fucking experienced it a few times. And it's always just little things and it always kind of leaves me a bit unsettled afterwards. So I'm like, I've been here before. Don't fucking like this. That's not cool. Please show me the lotto numbers. <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. I, I really don't know what it is. I don't know if anyone's ever been able to explain it either. Something I've always been fascinated about is why does deja vu occur? Because I never had to ask, is it real, when it's happened a few times to me. And I think it's happened a few times to everyone. I think everyone kind of knows that at this stage. It's really weird. I wonder where it comes from. Could be a little glitch in the Matrix. Who knows? So with deja vu, do you believe in reincarnation? Do you think your mind was out there before? And uh, let's say if you went to... Let's say in your previous life you were a person in fucking Rome or whatever. Let's say if you went to Rome, right. you were like, hmm, you just got that deja vu feeling. Would that make you think like, then that was I Italian in a previous life? Was I here before? I don't know. Uh, it's something when I was younger, I, I very often looked into it. And reincarnation is it's very very kind of pertinent in a lot of different cultures. I know in Buddhism, it's, it's very, it's centralized a lot, in a lot of religions and a lot of different ideas. But that's more so you know, to be a nice person or you're going to try to spend each year for the rest of the life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whether I was reincarnated in the past, if it was long enough ago, man, I'd say I was too mouthy and probably got put to death and that's probably why I'm back here. And it probably happened more than once because I don't shut the fuck up. So I can imagine that in a shit ton of different languages. That sounds like torture to most people. <laughs> Never mind a good time. I've seen a few things online about people saying that they have proof of uh, being reincarnated. Like they go back to a house and like, I know about your husband that died on him. I was telling loads of things on him. I wasn't all this shy. Then I've heard other theories where like people with certain birth marks or marks in their body that's and it shows he, up in the other person? No, that, that's how he died in the previous life. So let's say there's a birth mark on the back. That means he got like shot in the back or whatever. Like Shit like that, I've heard. Well, I must have had some very fucking peaceful deaths, man. <laughs> I'm not a mark on me. I'm not saying <laughs> Unless that's I put like, it there myself. I'm not saying that's a thing, but some people... I'm taking that, that as gospel, bro. <laughs> no, it's mad. Like, we believe in shit like this, but we don't believe in God. <laughs> there you go. Like, that's the way shit goes, isn't it? Ah, we're gonna stupid. have to edit that for the Catholic friendly version where it's gonna say we do Catholic friendly, <laughs> and then the Islam friendly version is gonna have to be completely different as well. In the name of the Father and the Holy Catholic Session, amen. In the name of the session, <laughs> no, in, no, in the name of the priest, no, it's, it's in the name of the priest, the name of the night house, and the after session. I've gathered you all here today as somebody has betrayed me. Someone's at that fleece in the last bit of gargoyle we go. <laughs> anyway, right. 
<laughs> holy water here. Hmm? They have holy water, water there. <laughs> Lovely bit of holy water there. Lovely. Joe, you know I'd love to. I, I'd love to know, right? It's not exorcisms, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know the way throughout the history of humankind, medicine has never really quite been <laughs> where it is today. Is how I put it. So, how many people do you reckon got exorcism? Oh, that's probably not even the word, but you get what I mean. How yeah. many people probably got exorcisms over the years? That just like probably they were just having like a, a bit of a fucking traumatic episode or something. They had like a bit of a mental health issue, and then all of a sudden the devil's in her, starve her to death, and all like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder how many people over the years actually got fucking stuck with that because that, that could be the root of where a lot of shit comes from. A lot of shit comes, a lot of like. You know, like superstition and folklore and all comes from just not being able to understand what's going on the world around you. Do you know what I mean? That's why we create myths and legends. It's where a lot of gods came from and like the Norse pantheon and everything like that. But what, what, what do you think? I wonder how many exorcists there's actually been because it's only watching the the Conjuring the other day. I think it was the Conjuring, the devil, something or whatever. I went to oh, watch yeah, yeah. Um, the devil wears Prada or something like that. Yeah. I went to watch them on telly and I couldn't get the channel working. So I just put it on the background and towards the end they were performing an exorcist I'm like does that actually happen is that a real thing yeah exorcisms are real it's very rare that the, that the church will actually sign off on an exorcist uh, an exorcism but there is trained exorcists I think in the in the Vatican there's like a, an exorcist like kind of almost like SEAL Team 6 but for exorcists that's how I imagine it anyway deep in like the Vatican archives the Pope goes down and like uh, yes, Lucifer, he is back. <laughs> Papa Francisco goes downstairs, oh, huddling along with that. Has his light out in front of him. Gets a real old rusty key. All you can hear is... Door opens. And then these exercises come out. Exercisers. Exercisers, yeah. That's what we're going to call them. Exercise team seal. Uh, exercise team seal six. I don't fucking know. Anyway, they come out punch the shit out of a demon or whatever I actually have never even seen an exorcism movie I've never seen that I just I've heard about like stories of like what's your man Roland Doe and shit like that um, there's, there's people like who they actually base the exorcism movies off and it's, it's hard to know like well, it's not really because you know, I don't believe that there was some fucking demon in heaven but, but like Jesus Christ if you think about it if someone was just having you know, like, a traumatic episode and their man died would like fuck that cunt that possessed they weren't like that yesterday it's like, yeah, it's probably been bitten by a dog and a fucking rabies or something. Who knows? Like, you know, go beyond. How many people do you reckon were like needlessly kind of just like sent to get exercised there, locked in the bedroom, and there goes the priest. God knows what's going to happen there. Like the way back in the old days where people are killed for being a, a witch. How many people are. Uh, yeah, performed? same shit. Yeah. Just a, uh, As South Park said, in one of those witch pursuit thingies. <laughs> the 2021 version of. Uh, being killed for being uh, accused of being a witch. <laughs> yeah, well, like yeah, a lot of people are called cancel culture. Like you know, for like a lot of comedians, are call that almost like a witch hunt these days. You know, a lot of famous people kind of. It's one thing I have to say. A lot of people that are like kind of you know like famous and shit like that. Are, I'll put it this way: they have their blue tick on Twitter. Mm-hmm. God loves them. Like, have you ever told a joke before? You're kind of fucked at some stage. Oh, one hundred percent. You can see why a lot of them kind of jump on the. Uh, jump on the cancel culture's dick and just kind of go, yeah, I'm fucking ride or die until they find out what you said, throw you under the bus, and then you're fucked. Mate, I said some fucked up shit. I can remember exactly what I said years ago. Uh, I've always said that now. Oh, good. Oh. Have you killed? 
Oh. I know, I'm the same. And every you know, the funny thing is, everyone is the exact same. Because remember what Dave Chappelle says in uh, Sticks and Stones, it's like, all right, have a guess who I am. Uh, duh, uh, uh, I don't like what you said. And if I find anything else that you've said throughout your whole entire life, your whole career is over. I'm going to make sure I destroy you and all. Do you know who that is? That's a good <laughs> Everyone at home, like, you know what I mean? But everyone is, not everyone at home, obviously, but like, Johnny Moni cunts, I think that's, for whatever reason, people seem to think there's a lot of them. Yeah. I've looked around, I've tried to find some. Kind of, like, not there. So, my whole take on it is, do you know what cancel culture? Do you reckon there's actually much of a move out there to get most people cancelled, or do you think it's just, do you reckon, no, no, but like, did you hear me out here? Do you reckon it's actual people with actual accounts, or it's people and bots and then people with a few different accounts because I think the pool of people that's actually trying to cancel people is a lot smaller than you think yeah it's a lot of pissed off people that sit in their pajamas all day in the case of the lads they look down they're not called CeeLo Green they're called CeeLo Penis like do you know what I mean these sort of people that that, that, are not going to do that in society their idea of a social life is fucking going into World of Warcraft and their man paying for the subscription that month do you know what I mean I think it's it's very funny to me that I think, it's I think the people overblow it. Do you think so? Yeah. It's not a lot of little that. fools, a lot of, a lot of little shy bags, kind of dry shots just sitting there being like, eh, well, I don't know he's saying. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. probably seen a woman naked before. I'll never get that off of the screen. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just as, who is it? Who says it? Colby Covington says it. What's up, nerds and virgins? <laughs> Like, I actually challenged someone to cancel me, man. It'd be so funny, because you know what they're going to get told? What? Nothing, because I don't negotiate with terrorists. I said to myself, that I'm going to be more open on the podcast, and I feel like I'm holding okay. back too much. That's why I said what I said earlier about the Ireland jersey and all that. I'm going to try to be open mm-hmm. more, because fuck what other people say. Like, it's my opinion. But... Oh, that's it, bro. The thing I said on social media, I definitely can't say now. But I'm going to tell you as soon as the podcast is over. Please do. Because this is sure one thing I record. can't say. Go on to our Patreon to find out what Aaron really said on social media Patreon. a few years ago. <laughs> and if you're really so struggling with our Patreon, call us. Because girls all over Ireland are looking to answer your <laughs> phone call. I want to talk to you about the artist session. 1-800-69-69-69. You never see that. Any- Sorry. You never see that ad anymore, don't you know? Remember at nine o'clock in here. Be sitting there, I'm married, I go in for a cup of tea, and all you hear is girls all over Ireland. You're looking for <laughs> some big perverts on the telly. Friendship, or maybe more. Yeah. For a cup of dinner. It's like, no, I'm, I'm looking for fucking South Park to come back off and break me. Like, get off me, poxy screen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I mentioned South Park way too much, man. That thing has way too much to do with my decision making process. <laughs> We're here going back to uh, Exorcist and all that show. I said yeah. this to you before. Why are all the horror films associated with the church, the devils, crosses, priests, nuns? Why is that the like center of all horror films? Why can't it be okay. like a fucking oh, I don't know spiders and clowns well, and. It's... I'll give it to you. I'll give me give me it this way, right? You asked me the question again, but I want you to give me each like kind of thing, each topic that's covered, or each person, or kind of 
whatever. Uh, everything you were saying there, I want you to give me them one by one, and one by one, I'm going to give you a reason exactly why they put them in horror movies. So cross off the top of my head, for crosses. Um, the Ku Klux Klan used them, so that's scary. Uh, I thought that'd be so. Thought this would be so much easier. I kind of put myself <laughs> in a fucking hole. I'm digging a hole here for myself. Eric, come on. No, but like, why is it always? Let's remember you saying there about uh, people being a uh, exorcist. Whatever the word is, exorcisted. Yeah, exorcisers. <laughs> why, exorcisers. <laughs> why is it always a priest that's called in? Why don't you call the fucking? An exorcism is a religious ritual. That's why. And the reason I'll answer this now. The reason that a lot of like say iconography is used from like say religious iconography is used in their movies. Is there's a lot of people out there, unlike yourself and myself, that are either in some way religious or devoutly religious. And for them, seeing things on screen that kind of corrupt the icons that they put a lot of value in, that in itself is a scary thought, you know? So if, if they're looking at something on screen that completely contradicts their worldview, like say someone that lives, like say a Mormon watches fucking Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they, they go from being really innocent to, oh my God, why is he chopping someone up with a fucking chainsaw? And they've, yeah. they're right there. They've cursed for the same for the first time in their life. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, it's to deal with how can we look at, how can we make people kind of go, oh fuck. How can you put things from the everyday life and make that scary? Because I think that's a lot scarier than putting someone, a fucking dream demon like Freddie, oh, I was going to say Freddie Mercury. A, Freddie, a dream demon like fucking Freddie Krueger. Oh, he's going to kill people in their sleep. That's not realistic. I think when you get to the heart of the issue, or the heart of the thing here is there's a lot of people, as I said, are devoutly religious. A lot of people are somewhat religious. Some people aren't religious. So the thing that we're links in, but, when you think of, it, uh, it, like, scary, you think of, let's say, graveyards and dead people, then to be buried, you have to be, you have to go to mass and for a funeral. That's how it, it links back with it. I think it's more to do with corrupting something that the audience will hold in their head as a good idea or a good value. So say if you were to have the cross as like say the cross means good. Yeah. In the movie then if they if they invert the cross. Oh hell's the big loops. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's little things like that. It's it's more to do with it's more to do with as a storytelling motif. It's it's easier to face something in religion because then you always have someone that can come along. And give you that information job. Like, you can't do it. You can't do it. If you let him free, he'll run over the world and there'll be a million nights of darkness and to run out of Guinness in the pub. <laughs> like Jaeger bombs have cost a tenner each. Like all that sort of like fucking world ending nonsense comes out of them. I don't know. I think that's what it is though. I think it's you know, people are very religious and you can scare people by attacking what their beliefs are, but not really attacking, just kind of trying to Corrupt what I believe is. So what happens when someone that's not a Christian is what's the word for possessed by a demon and then a priest um, comes in? I believe throughout history they have mental health problems and they probably sought medical advice or their family did. The Christians on the other hand just went devil. Priest. Demon. What happened? She has a left Father hand. She's left-handed. <laughs> She has the most beautiful penmanship I've ever seen, but she's writing with her left hand. That's the devil. <laughs> like, I think I think Ireland has way too much of an effect on this on us still with that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that, that's what it could be. Could be. But what makes you bring it up? Well, what has that thought in your head? I know we were talking about movies over the last few episodes. Yeah, because I was watching the other day and uh, 
like they showed a clip of uh, the sitting room and the cross goes up to them. Like again with the cross, it's like just every time I watch a horror film, it's always a bleeding cross or a priest or oh, yeah. Like, Even the Undertaker man in wrestling, when he was supposed to be like a scary kind of character, you know, back in the nineties where he's there trying to fucking sacrifice Stephanie McMahon and all like weird shit, hanging the big boss man from the helm of the cell. Fucking mad shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? He used crosses and electric chairs and you know, shit like that. Coffin. Things that emote fear. Coffins. Things that you associate with unpleasantness, with death and all. Yeah. And it's the sort of kind of horror. There's a lot of horror that can be emoted through those sort of images. Like, even, like nowadays, and this is not trying to be horrible at all to anyone, but if you put a fucking video up of a church and make it look eerie, I'd say a lot of people have in the back of their head, uh, some, someone's de- a kid has definitely been fiddled in there, like... Jesus. No, but like I'm not I'm not trying to be not trying to be funny, but like in this day and age, if you see that in the background, it's a bit grayscale, the music's a bit dark or ominous, or sounds like it could be in the it movie. It's probably because it is a priest in this case, you know. Do you ever go to... I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude or cheeky, but I think nowadays when you see like crosses and shit like that, it's more associated associated with the sinisterness of what has gone on in the past in that kind of area. Do you ever go to uh, George? I'm probably wrong though. Holy shit, this is creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I used to teach uh, I used to teach guitar lessons in St. Francis Xavier's Church in just off of Mount Joy Square on Gardner Street. And uh, yeah, out straight. You go in there after seven o'clock, man, and it's just it's eerie as fuck, man. It's it's bigger and taller and it's you know like when you're in somewhere and it's taller on the inside than it has any right or need to be. The echo was horrible. When you took a step, it went. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you could hear it a mile away. That 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 was freaky as well for me. And it was just, I was grand. I could have Jeff Jarrett them, you know what I mean? Take the guitar off my back, smash it over the head. Wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind. I was given a warning there too. Now, nothing ever happened in that church from what I believe. But around the time, you know, all that shit was coming out with what happened in the church with priests. Was that the baby thing, was it? No, I'm talking about like the, the molestations oh, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. There's, there's a lot of things. Well, that, I, now, I, I was about 50. Bro, I was about 14, 15, like, John you know I me mean? going into a church. I mean, man, I like teaching guitars instead. And it was nothing like nothing like that, nothing of the sort like that it was incredibly honest. But because of the time it was, my man said to me, he goes, come here, just make sure. Like, no one, like, and she didn't even have to finish the sentence. I was like, I went, man, 6-2, OG, I'm kickboxing tomorrow, don't I? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, grand. Who's going to touch me? Not the best looker. <laughs> Yeah. Now, see, you asked me what's going to get us cancelled. No, that's what I like. I like being more open and saying stupid shit like this. It's, it's what here we oh, are. Yeah, and... oh, yeah, well, true, true. Do you reckon? Um, do you reckon you get many good horror stories or horror movies out of Irish legends? Because you know the headless horseman is an Irish legend. Is he? Yeah, the Doolahan. as you said, Stingy Jack, Irish legend. Yeah. Um, they're not. They're not all tearing the nogs. Salmon and knowledge. Yeah, I say you could get a good horror film out, but like if you base it off um, being a cozy and all the cows and sheep disappear or something, then that's a bit scary to them, isn't it? I have a great one for you, right? Picture this. Now, if anyone's from the country here, plug your ears. You don't want nightmares like this. 
picture this, 2035. A voice comes over, shows a field with a bit of mist. You can hear a ball getting poked around. It's been 17 years since anyone other than Dublin won an All-Ireland. <laughs> and they refuse to split the county. But what happens when Mead and Westmead join together? They Looks like we're actually on somewhere with this. <laughs> that was actually going to be a no. genuine horror story. No, imagine, Jesus Christ. It is a horror story for anyone else out of Dublin. Imagine the next 17 years. No trophies for you there, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> no, I think uh, if you look into it more, you could definitely get a good horror story out of uh, Irish culture. Like, even have... You could. Like, I think the Irish, right. Irish, Irish humour would make it funny, but then you also have the scary moments in it, so I think it would represent the Irish culture very well. If, if okay, horror if you, film... If you're taking an Irish it, horror movie... Oh no, think about it this way. No, when you go down the bogland, right. the asshole of nowhere, the closest neighbor, like literally like four miles away, and you're surrounded yeah. by land and all everything's like down the back roads, and they have tiny little villages with little tiny yeah. scary shops full of webs and all. Like, there's your horror story there. Hard to, hard to even get a bit of milk unless you're pulling out your cow, yeah. <laughs> like, you get a great setting out of that. Like, imagine just doing a horror story and. Bro, I have the spot for you. I know exactly where to go. Yeah, anywhere else in Dublin. <laughs> Connemara, Connemara Mountains, bro. Connemara Mountains would be a great, great setting for that. Fuck all trees. Very barren, yeah, very barren looking landscape in certain parts of it. A lot of logging up. Uh, uh, there's a lot of logging actually over that way. I hope that stops sometimes soon. Needs to be a lot more forest over here. A lot more better. Uh, a lot better horror movie location. Well, I want to ask you, right? Oh, so before, I thought you said... Uh... Logging as in something dirty, but that's just me, sorry. No, no, yeah, my joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you were to make a horror movie, right, and you were to base it in Ireland, would you go based off something that would be like a real-life kind of story? Would you go for... Or would you go for something that you could kind of take from, like, legends? You could take characters from, say, like, Irish myth and bring them to the circle. Because uh, I'd bring them to the forefront. And, like, I, I'd ask you that because... There's not a lot written and recorded from Irish history pre the Christians. Yeah. You know? And after that, we were known as the land of poets and scholars. So like we, we were like the fucking the bookkeepers. And we just kept everything written down for the rest of Europe. It was like, oh, this happened at this time. And you know what I mean? There was we were really good for that. But before that, a lot of the things weren't weren't written down properly. So if you could take into the likes of into account the likes of how horrifying is this? There's a creature from Irish folklore called a changeling. Have you ever heard of a changeling? Never. A changeling is a type of fairy. And I know that's not going to sound very intimidating whatsoever, but fairies in Irish folklore are a lot different to what fairies are in like modern day pop culture, what you consider as a fairy. Wouldn't be a fairy godmother. It'd be more of a evil yoke of a gremlin looking thing. Uh, but changelings, to get back to this, what they were supposedly known for was if you had a kid, like you know, like a newborn baby or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Man, abduct the kid, take on the features of the child, and like live with the family afterwards. Yeah, you could definitely go. Like, down you know the, what I mean? Yeah, you could definitely go. If off you're the, talking about haunted or possessed kid, changing all the fucking way, man. Yeah. Like you could definitely go off some of the mythical creatures and Irish legends and all that and put your own spin on it to make it just that bit yeah. more scary and have it more 
futuristic and more modern. And oh man, I bring the druids into it and humans <laughs> sacrifice and you make shit up and all. Yeah. Be. Movie. The entire thing would be me running through the car, uh, running through the forest with the camera pointed at my nose, fucking Blair Witch Project stuff. We missed most of that. Your internet cut up there. It was a bit stop and go. Wasn't worth listening to that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't worth listening to. I wouldn't bother recovering that audio. <laughs> but um, I think we talked no shit for this week. What do you think? That has been a lot of shit talk in comparison to most weeks. <laughs> yeah. A lot of me tripping <laughs> over my own words. Apologies for that. I swear the next one will be better, boys. Yeah, I think we might have a guest for next week. I don't want to confirm anything yet, but um, you never know. If not, you'll have us two legends back again. But um, if you're yeah. listening this far in, I'm... go on. No, it's okay. It's okay. Sorry, didn't mean to cut across. I was just kind of going, huh? <laughs> Look at the size of... Look at the size of that ham hot. <laughs> For those listening to Spofford, like, what the fuck? He just flexed and nearly broke his camera. <laughs> <laughs> he ripped my T-shirt. That's it. But we're going to end this episode here, folks. People. This or that's. He shes, ZZMs, he whores, all that shit. If you had enjoyed it, give us a follow on the old Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, hit a like, leave a review, comment, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, we're on TikTok, everywhere. Once you search as a set podcast, we'll come up anywhere. Our only fans is under maintenance, so maybe not there just yet. But hopefully the new year that'll be up and running. But if you have any Dad jokes, this or that, topics, anything at all, leave us a comment, DM us, and even if any guest suggestions, if you have a good story to tell, drop us a DM, we might get you on, and maybe in the next month or new year or so, we might be doing a few live streams, so watch this space. Yeah, that's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, with all of that, thank you very much for coming along. Have a wonderful night. Ciao Bella. Bella, ciao, Bella, ciao, Bella, ciao, Bella, ciao, 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 ciao,